Hi, it's Corey Chambers in Los Angeles. Your home sold, guaranteed, or I'll buy it. Thanks for taking a minute to listen in. In a moment, I'll share with you some valuable information about this topic. Let's talk about crazy people, dumb people, smart people, free people, and oppressed people. And real estate, of course, and money. If you see any properties that are of interest to you, let us know. We will gladly send you a property information packet on any loft, condo, or house, or private preview is available upon request. If you have a home you'd like to sell, you should know that I will guarantee the sale of your present home at a price acceptable to you, or I'll buy it for cash. This guarantee will allow you to buy your next home without worrying about selling your present home. To find out how much you could sell your home for, call me at 213-880-9910. So I uh, don't really have a specific topic, so we're going to rant and rave. We're going to talk about politics, sex, religion, uh, emotions, jealousy, and rage, and money, greed, compassion, fear, and power and weakness. How does that sound? <laughs> so what's actually happening is yesterday I mentioned that we had done the uh, LA, on the LA Loft blog we put in the November newsletter, November, Corey Chambers Los Angeles Real Estate SoCal Home newsletter for November of 2020. And I mentioned, uh, I'm not going to go into the panic, although I might, because <laughs> it's related to the election, although most people listening to this are probably listening it to it after. So let's, um, let's just talk about uh, a whole bunch of different things. Number one, I... Would, me being a libertarian, I uh, my job is to let everyone know how bad the Democrats and Republicans both are, but also the Democrats really have been worse lately, which maybe is normal when they are the opposition and they're not in power. They don't have the they don't have the security of being in power. So maybe that's why they seem more nutty. And just like when Rush Limbaugh, when the Republicans, when the when Clinton was in, in power, Rush Limbaugh was more crazy, more ranting and raving and so forth, uh, and hostile. So I guess that goes with the territory. So in that respect, the Democrats have been more nutty than the Republicans lately. Um... But they've always been more a bit more bent on socialism, uh, which, as Ronald Reagan, who was a Democrat uh, before he became a Republican, so he knows because he was there. He was part of the action. He walked away from the Democrat Party and became a Republican. And it was because he, mainly because he was had libertarian leanings and perhaps he had other 
reasons, but um, but the Republicans are not very good libertarians, so don't get me wrong about that. It's just that the Democrats tend to be actually worse at... Uh, Democrats were the ones who were wanting to keep the um, slaves, Jim Crow laws, originally. I don't know the details precisely, but everybody should look that up, including me. I know it was the Republicans that came along and really wanted to spring um, for the release of slaves and elimination of... I'm not sure about the Jim Crow laws. I think it was slavery. Pretty sure. Pretty sure Abraham Lincoln was a Republican and that he is largely responsible for ending slavery. So it's kind of the beginning of where the Democrats were kind of going wrong. And now the Democrats are the worst racists because um, whether you call it reverse racism, affirmative action, uh, anti-racism that is ra- racism, racist, racist anti-racism is still racism. <laughs> and it's all wrong. It's wrong ethically, morally, and scientifically because scientists have cl- made it clear scientifically there is no Race. There's no black race, white race. There's no Caucasian race. There's no African uh, Negroid race. That's all uh, been profoundly disproven. Yet the media and the government and the liberal lunatics are the ones who screaming vociferously um, that anyone who's not one of them is a racist, no matter what. And then they turn around and they say they want, by the way, um, if, and then they start saying that, that because everybody is a racist that they have to impose racism on everyone. <laughs> so, nope. Sorry. Uh, anti-racists and anti-racist racists are all racists. Affirmative action racists are racists. Woke racists are still racists. All racists are racists, and people who are racist are racist, period. End of discussion. I don't care what you think your purpose is. I don't think if you think your purpose is being anti-racist, to be racist because you want to be anti-racist. Sorry, that's racist, and you need to be anti-yourself. Anti, or at least anti that philosophy, anti your own racist philosophy. And I know, do know racism better than anybody. I was born during the Watts riots. Grew up in a multi, very totally multiracial family. Oh, let's go play with your wuppy friends. Go play with your wuppy friends. You're not going to play with your wuppy friends? Play with the wuppy friends. You want to play with your wuppy friends? Then play with the bigger... Play with the bigger friends. Um... 
and because I've been attacked, accosted for racial reasons more than once. I've had police guns in my face, been harassed and everything else by police. Uh, I know exactly what's going on. So, racists are racist, and anti-racists, racists are also racist. That is, if they say, oh, if you're a certain color, then you need to do this or not do that. That's racist. 100%. 100%. Want play with the big waggies? Want to play with the big doggy waggies? Walking the dog as usual in beautiful Rio de los Angeles Park. Well, you don't want to play with the other puppies and doggies? Where's your cute? Where's your cute doggy? Why don't you play with him? Play with the doggies. Oh, there they go. All right, so that's it. So people that are voting for these ultra-liberals who are more racist, the, the, um, I don't know what to say. There's so much to talk about there, so, um, I'll just tell you from my experience. All you can go is by your own experience and, uh, and then what the world has added to that or subtracted. It's like somebody has burnt down some trees over here. Oh, those might have been burnt down a long time ago. Let's talk about uh, real estate and money. Racism. By the way, everyone is kind of genetically predisposed, most people, to tend to favor people who look like them, family members and so forth. So that type of uh, predisposition, um, you know, people probably should, people do accept that to a certain extent and uh, then people need to be educated that, I, I think most people also know that, especially if they're into business, something where there's um, something to be lost. Business is really the solution for a lot of things that people have no idea. Uh, business prevents war. Wherever there's a McDonald's, we never go to war with those people. If they're eating McDonald's and drinking Coke, then there's usually too much in common to want to do very much killing. 
and destruction of the economy. Because then you're same thing with China. We can't we can't go to war with China without really being crazy, really being crazy and stupid. <laughs> we can't do anything extremely hostile to China, and they won't do anything extremely hostile to us uh, because it's too would be way too damaging. So, the real losers, I would say, lately are the people who are just not accepting of very variations, various beliefs, differing beliefs and philosophies. Those are the real problems. It's the consternation. It's my friends that are mostly... Democrats and liberals, most of them, uh, probably more than half of my clients. The, and some of them say, anyone who's a racist or supports racists, we're going to block you. And that's great, but I, I really, when's the last time I've seen a, a KKK, you know, a friend <laughs> or anybody on my Facebook saying KKK, um, you know, uh, that are supporting racism is zero. Whereas the anti-racist racists are the ones that I've only been hearing from lately, Um, including the ballot initiative in California, which was uh, legalize racism, ballot proposition to legalize racism, remove protections that prevent racism so that we can I don't even know if it said the reason presumably the reason was to prevent racism by by legalizing racism in California in the uh, so whether it's uh, liberal lunatics who want to be racist and legalize racism or the right wing wacko skinheads who want to legalize racism they're all wrong and most people will agree with that because even liberal Californians were against this crazy thing to legalize racism so that it could be so racism could be used uh, as a pure political tool California's already consolidated it's <laughs> um the Democrats in Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Sacramento are, there's almost no Republicans whatsoever. So there's already too much liberalism, too much Democrat political party uh, to the detriment. That's why we have um, craziness of these... um, no, nobody can walk down the sidewalk anymore on so many in so many neighborhoods, especially urban neighborhoods like where I live. You can't walk down the side. You literally cannot walk down the sidewalk for more than a few feet if you're lucky. Now I grew up walking down sidewalks, a lot of walking down sidewalks. That's kids. So people, some people think, oh, well, maybe 
kids should not be in the city. No, kids should be able to be in the city if their parents and the kids find the city appropriate for them. They should be able to walk down the sidewalks in the city, clean and safe sidewalks in the city, in downtown. And when you can't do that, it starts going downhill. People can blame crazy viruses, which it's not the virus that's crazy, by the way. It's the people. Mass hysteria. Hysteria and panic, those are the words that people are not using enough. They're using pandemic. And pandemic, people just define whichever scientists just define pandemic however they want to define it, and then they change it. And then they're doing that on a political basis. So it's all, all of the panic, craziness, hysteria, and destruction of the economy is all mostly uh, liberals who find it in, for some reason in their favor. But that's where we're getting back to why I have a bigger problem with Democrats and liberals than Republicans because it's the Democrats and liberals who are more anti-business, more anti-wealth, more anti-cleanliness um, <laughs> is what it ends up being. <laughs> the Republicans, you have to give them credit, they usually want more cleanliness. Democrats tend to either prefer feces, needles, and garbage, or to tolerate feces, needles, and garbage. They tolerate that stuff more than the Republicans do. So libertarians are probably more neutral, but I think most humans, ultimately, most humans reject feces, garbage, and used needles in the sidewalks. And ultimately, long-term, it's unsustainable to have people um, doing those things 24-7 on the sidewalks where women and children should be able to walk in a safe, clean place. Not only that, but the actual homeless people, mentally ill people, and other types of people who are living there, they ultimately, they should not, they're not going to be, they should not, and they're not going to be living in the gutter or sidewalk when they should, I mean, have a roof over their head. There's more than enough money to put a roof over everybody's head. A roof over heads is not extremely expensive. It's the administration and the politics and all that other stuff that are expensive. The bureaucracy, administration, and politics are what's expensive. Putting a roof over people's heads is not expensive. It's, it's, it's not it's not the cheapest thing in the world, but it's that's not ultimately the problem. The problem is the politics, the bureaucracy, and the solution really is the Constitution. Treating poor, oh, you're going the wrong way. Treating uh, poor.
poor people, middle class, and rich need to follow the same laws. Hold on while I get my dog out of the rosebush. Okay, just a moment. We're going to have to unleash the dog and then get the leash out of the rosebush. There we go. There we are. Dog is out of the rosebush. Um, most of my clients are moderates, so it doesn't really matter what party they belong to. Moderate people tend to uh, focus on their common sense rather than using politics for political gain, you know, at the loss of sanity, at the expense of sanity. This way. Money. Real estate. So it was a moderately busy day today in real estate, in Los Angeles real estate, or in uh, urban neighborhoods. Well, that was a loud train. I think where I am, it just really re bounces off the buildings right here. And so we have, we're busy helping buyers, sellers, and renters today. And what they were doing is um, the buyer is putting in offers, several offers to buy houses that are just under a million dollars in some of the better neighborhoods of central, uh, of really northeast Los Angeles. Northeast Los Angeles is some good neighborhoods there. That's uh, Eagle Rock, Highland Park, Mount Washington, Silver Lake, Los Feliz. Atwater Village. And uh, really glad to be able to help that buyer. Plus, she's super duper nice. So my clients doing expensive LA real estate are just living proof. I'm an eyewitness that wealthy people are not uh, worse or less ethical in any way. And if anything, they are the same or you know nicer, better behaved 
people. Um, so very pleasant to deal with. And then as far as sellers, uh, I have a seller who asked me today, which is a big topic in its own, uh, if he should be spending $100,000 to fix up his house um, to sell it. And I said that will probably work, um, but it's probably only going to get you an extra, you know, 100, uh, 110000 Spending 100000 on the things that he wants to spend it on is probably going to get him an extra 110000 That's just rough estimate. And I just, I mean, that's a very long thing because it was about 12 or 15 different items, 10 or 20 different items that, um, that he wanted to fix on the house before selling it. And uh, those were not the items that I suggested. Those were not the items that Brother Andy, artist Brother Andy suggested. So I'm not sure who suggested them. It also ignored some of the things that we did suggest. Overall, it was not anything. <coughs> Sit. He doesn't bite, he was just trying to scare the dog. It's okay. He's a puppy, Sit. so. Oh, well, you're. Oh, you're such a nice doggy, huh? Oh, you're such a good doggy, huh? Okay. You're a bad doggy. You sit. <laughs> you got a lot of energy, huh? You are gonna be a nice doggy. You're gonna be nice. <laughs> Stop. All right. You obviously don't want to be trained. <laughs> okay. Come on. Come. Come. Dog was trying to uh, scare a cute little, uh, cute little wiener dog, puppy, big puppy. Uh, dachshund, and uh, he. Speaking of racists, I. He does tend to attack um, black dogs. He doesn't like puppies. And it was a black, large black puppy that he was trying to scare. And he was succeeding in scaring it. So what we're talking about, uh, real estate. And should you spend $100,000 to fix up your house before selling it. And I let him know that, because he asked me how much it's gonna sell for. It's gonna sell for about 110,000 more after he fixes it up. Maybe more than that, maybe a lot more than that, potentially, possibly, but no, the items on there were not the items that um, are, 
pro probably not all of them are things that he should be fixing. Like making repairs of something that might be need to be updated. But the most profitable things to fix on the house are usually the cosmetic fix-ups. Paint, number one. Broken items that are visibly broken, number two. If there's a crack in the foundation that's buried underneath the middle of the house, sometimes that can come back to bite you if it's not fixed, but pro usually not. It's usually going to make you lose money if you fix uh, pour a whole new foundation for the house because there's a crack in the foundation under the middle of the house that nobody could see. So that's what you, and there's no law that says you have to fix that crack in your foundation. Uh, so to fix it, because on the off chance there might be an earthquake and there could potentially be more damage to the house um, if that foundation is not replaced. Um, that's not something that makes business sense. And it, I don't think it makes ethical or moral sense either if it's unlikely to cause a problem. If there's a major problem and the house is in imminent danger of sliding off the foundation and killing everyone in the house, then yes, you should fix the foundation, even if it's at a loss. Um, or just better yet, notify the buyers of the problem so they can determine uh, what's best for them. Because they might prefer to buy the house at a lower price and um, save money and fix it later. They might have money coming in next year or something. So they want the house cheap now because they got to move there for their job. And their job's going to pay them twice as much next year. And then they're going to fix the foundation themselves. So the, choosing the things that need to be fixed has to be done very carefully. And contractors in home improvement, there's, they're very often will tell you that it's 100000 when it's actually going to cost 130000 by the time they're done. So you pro you've spent 130000 when you thought you were going to spend one hundred. And then you only get 110000 so you've lost 20000 with tremendous large numbers of weeks of a torn-up house and extreme hassles uh, and other expenses, related expenses. So that's why, yes, do you want to take a really crappy house and fix it up? with a, uh, a lot of repairs, yeah. The problem is they, he, they wanted to replace appliances that, um, you know, when you glance at them, they don't need to be replaced. Replace an air conditioner that, to my understanding, will cool the house, but it's not very efficient. 
replace an electrical panel that, I, I don't know, it does not seem like it's under imminent uh, fire threat. Is it? If it's an imminent fire threat, then re replace it now. Otherwise, you don't replace that stuff that nobody could see. Uh, so, I suggested to him that a general inspection person come and inspect it and tell him what needs to be fixed. So, I'm going to actually call him now that I remember and ask him, uh, did you have a, you know, where did you, who made those decisions on which things should be fixed and why? Because it was not in the list that, that I gave him. I gave him a list of things suggested to fix, and a few of them overlap. Those should definitely be fixed before selling it to get more money. The other stuff needs to be looked at carefully, and I will be glad to help him look at it some more. But at first, I want to know, did he, did he have a, a, a general home inspector look at it? Because the contractor, who's not a general home inspector, they don't know what... Um, general home inspectors and home buyers are going to be really paying attention to. Uh, they don't know that as well as a general home inspector who actually gives the report and talks to the buyers and tells them what is a problem and what's not a problem, orally, verbally, and in writing. So I'm going to go do that now. Thanks for joining me for a real... I don't know if we got into all the topics that I suggested, but we got into some real real estate issues today and how to deal with those issues. As I mentioned earlier, a property information packet is available on any loft, condo, or house, or private preview is available upon request. Call 213-880-9910. I'm Corey Chambers in Los Angeles, your home sold, guaranteed, or I'll buy it. Thanks for joining me. We'll talk to you again very soon with some of those crazy, fun, and financially lucrative topics that I mentioned. Uh, take care. Talk to you then. Bye-bye.